Hailing from San Diego, California, Lauren Fisher is a seven times CrossFit Games athlete and former junior national weightlifting champion in the US who tuned into the world of CrossFit from a young age, initially to help with her basketball training. The multi-dimensional fitness competition soon took over as her sport of choice, however, and after a decade competing at the top level, she now also runs her own signature fitness programs and retreats for those looking for a slice of the Lauren lifestyle. So Lauren, welcome to the World Triathlon Podcast. How are you and where are you? Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so I'm currently in Denmark right now for the summer. Usually I'm based in San Diego, California, but my husband is from Denmark. And since I didn't qualify back to the CrossFit Games this season, which usually that takes place at the end of July, it's the biggest competition of the year for me. And so I had uh, the qualifying competition back in end of May and I didn't qualify. So it's kind of sporadic trip. Literally one week later, my husband and I decided to go spend the summer in Denmark. So, yeah, we're based here in Denmark until middle of August when he's going to be doing the Ironman in Copenhagen. So that was kind of our first little test doing the triathlon in Hamburg first. Ah, Cool. Yes. So exactly. For anyone scratching their head after that little intro um you also did your first triathlon in in hamburg um so was that your husband's first one as well you were both yeah it was it was my first olympic distance triathlon but i've done a sprint triathlon in san diego so the type of training i do for crossfit uh training for the crossfit games they're they're trying to find the fittest on earth so they test weightlifting gymnastics running swimming all of it so in the CrossFit games, you could see a triathlon event. So that would be like one workout out of 16 workouts. So for me, doing the triathlon in Hamburg was kind of a fun way to test a little bit of like endurance training I've been doing. And then for my husband, I think that's his third triathlon. He's also done a sprint try. And then he's done a quarter Ironman as well. And then now, or sorry, the half Ironman. And then he's going to go for the full distance here in August. Right. Well, so the obvious question then, how how did you find it in Hamburg? Um... It wasn't too, too much of a shock to the system. I mean, I spend like probably around four to five hours a week right now of doing zone two type training. So I mean, you'll see maybe some days where I'm doing around like an hour to 90 minutes on the bike, or I'm going for like an hour swim. I'm also like running twice a week. So I guess maybe it was like longer than I would normally go because it took me around, I think two hours and 55 ish minutes or so. And so that was like longer than what I would normally do. So I think the longest I've ever done, I've actually rode a full marathon, like on a rowing machine at the CrossFit Games. Um, So for me to do the Olympic distance uh, was definitely longer than what I'm used to. But it honestly, I was really happy with how it went. Uh, Yeah, I I don't know where to start here, whether we go back to the race or like rowing a marathon. Is this so, you know, the the CrossFit Games, I mean, the essence of it, I suppose, is or part of it that, that you just don't really know what they're going to throw at you next. Yeah. So when you're training for the CrossFit Games, you really have no idea what they're going to throw at you at the CrossFit Games, which is kind of why you have to train for anything and everything. That's kind of one of the tests of CrossFit. It's unknown and unknowable. So you go up to you go to a CrossFit gym and do a class workout and you it's always changing every day. So that's very similar to the CrossFit Games. And in 2018, I believe when I compete at the CrossFit Games, they announced two days prior that we were going to row a marathon on the first day. So that was like literally the first workout we did 
of the long weekend, which is pretty crazy. I was pretty like messed up after that. Yeah, that is brutal. So they at least give you a little time to sort of prepare somewhat for it. There's nothing like completely <laughs> as you walk in the um, building. No, but... actually. So at the CrossFit Games, they'll be announcing that workout that you're going to be doing that evening in the afternoon. Um, and it's kind of a big ball drop for all of the athletes. Like, oh, my gosh, we're going to be doing this. And even back in 2014, when I competed at the CrossFit Games, I actually the final workout, I didn't even know what the workout was going to be when I stepped onto the floor. So literally, it was like they announced the workout to us when we like stepped onto the competition floor. They were like, you're doing uh, it's this workout, classic CrossFit workout, Grace. It's 30 clean and jerks for time. But he made us do double Grace. So he's like, you're doing 60 clean and jerks for time. And so that was like literally and then they're like you have two minutes and then it's like three two one go and then you have to do 60 clean and jerks for time and it's so a little crossfit 101 there are so the crossfit games is is the big one every year it's in the states it's moved around a couple of different venues right to i guess accommodate its its growth and like that first one it was described as the sort of woodstock of fitness right which is a yeah it was back in aromas california northern california and then it moved to southern california and carson and mm-hmm. now it's taking place in madison wisconsin and the crossfit games has the 40 fittest women competing and 40 fittest men and to title one person who's going to be the fittest on earth and everyone's competing from around the world so you have people from europe asia africa like all over the world and the qualifiers are so you were a qualifier in europe in, when did you say uh, sorry qualifying in the u.s and the crossfit game season starts in february and there's over like two hundred and fifty thousand people competing like in the whole thing and then they narrow it down from there to the quarterfinals. And then you have like 10,000 people competing in quarterfinals. And then from there, you narrow it down to 60 people who compete in your region. And in North, Amer- in North America, we had two regions. So North America West and North America East. So 120 20 girls in all of like North America. In my region, there are 60 girls and only 10 girls make it onto the CrossFit Games. And I was, I took 13th place. And competition is presumably fierce between you as well, is it? I mean, that's, you know, that, that sort of title of being the fittest <laughs> in itself kind of gives you that little extra. Definitely. I feel like CrossFit is one of, I feel like just, it's not just about like being physically fit. It's also like having that mentality that you need to like push to another level in every workout. And you really can't have any mistakes when you're competing at the highest level anymore because everyone is so good. So it's just like you have to have like your A game that whole weekend and at the semifinals, which I just competed in, there's seven workouts. So seven different tests. Yeah. So someone like, so it's Mallory... O'Brien is the current world number one, right? Or yeah. Current- uh, so she was uh, based off of like the open and quarterfinals, but then she actually pulled out of competing this season. Mm-hmm. And so um, right now, I think maybe it's Laura Horvath who's number one going into the CrossFit Games, but it really, it doesn't mean anything when you go to right. the CrossFit Games because you're all starting at zero. And then it's like, you get tested across 16 different workouts. So it's like, who's going to like win at the end of the weekend. 16 different workouts in what kind of time period then? So it starts Wednesday, the CrossFit games, and then you work out like Wednesday through Sunday. 
I think it's 16 workouts, um, 16 different tests. Maybe I'm saying a little, it could be around 14, but you're, you're getting tested a lot over the weekends. Yeah. So, you know, when, when you comparing yourselves to other, other sports, other, that, that sort of level of, of fitness, are you round, round, all rounded pound for pound that literally the fittest people on the planet? Do you think these are the people that you're surrounded by? I do 100% believe that when you, I mean, you, it's pretty crazy to like watch the CrossFit games and just see what like the girls can do. I mean, last year they had this like, so they had a strongman event where you had to lift a sandbag to your shoulder and you had a girl who was like 135 pounds lifting like a 240 pound sandbag to her shoulder, which is pretty insane. So like, the people who are competing at the CrossFit Games are, I think, some of like the best, just like well-rounded in fitness. But I mean, I'm not necessarily going to say someone in the CrossFit Games is going to like go and win a triathlon because, for example, me doing that triathlon in Hamburg just shows like, wow, I am like definitely far behind uh, some of these girls who are just, I mean, but that's like what they do. That's their training and that's their expertise. They're running, biking, swimming every day. But I also need to like lift weights and make sure I keep like my legs strong and my shoulders strong and all of that. So it's just, it's different tests of fitness. Yeah. And your fitness was obviously already right there for that. Did you, were you doing anything very specific before Hamburg though, as a um, I think this summer, since it's kind of more off-season training, I've definitely just kind of laid off like the CrossFit Metcon. So a Metcon for us is like a CrossFit styled workout. So high intensity interval where you're going to be like pushing really hard for maybe like five to 10 minutes and it like leaves you on the floor after like that type of workout. So I've been doing a little bit more where it's like less of that and more um, endurance training. So I've been swimming twice a week, like I'll do one interval swim session in the pool. And then just like one like swim session where I just swim for like 45 minutes continuously. And then I've also I also was doing two run sessions a week. So one like track interval session and then one slow zone two running session and then also biking twice a week. And those were like two 90 minute zone two bike rides. Um, so I was like incorporating some endurance training before Hamburg. Yeah. And given all of that and, and where your fitness already was, how, um, like coming towards the end of that 10 K, how were you feeling? Was it all fairly, you know, you were kind of racing within yourself or I was really surprised. So I'm, I love running and I'm really good at running, but I was really surprised how I felt getting off of the bike, like going into the run, like my legs were complete jello and I couldn't move them faster if I wanted to. They were just, I'm like, I literally can't push myself any faster because my legs don't want to go any faster. So I'm like, how do people train to like be faster on the run? Like I can't even go faster right now. So I was really surprised at how I felt, but I started to pick it up on the last like 5k. I think I kind of found like my groove and found my legs a little bit more. Mm. Um, but it was so much fun just being out there in Germany. I'm like, this is pretty crazy that I'm able to come and do something like this with my husband and do it for fun. Um, cause usually when we do like compete, it's never really for fun. Like we all, there's always something on the line. So there's a lot of pressure. So for us doing the triathlon in Hamburg, it was like, okay, no pressure. We'll just go out and have fun and just like, 
I, for me, I wanted to like push myself and see like how fast I could go like on everything. And I mean, that time would have got you pretty much inside the top 50. So 2019, the last sort of Olympic distance that was say like the start list were, you know, the pre COVID start list, I guess, where there were more athletes there. So yeah, you would have got a top 50 in that age bracket with your time, um, which is obviously brilliant. <laughs> I mean, you know, the, in you. amongst people for who triathlon is is undoubtedly their sort of dedicated thing. So is this a bit of a, a one-off? Is it something you might just sort of throw in? Is there maybe, you know, for, for short distance triathletes that then go a bit long distance later on in their career, is there a little thing maybe for CrossFit athletes that could discover... <laughs> I think there's a lot of CrossFit athletes who are competing right now, like when they're probably done with competing in the CrossFit games could definitely see themselves doing like more triathlons or even like competing in a half Ironman or Ironman. I know like my good friend, Katrin David's daughter, who's the two time fittest woman on earth in the CrossFit games. She's loves running, biking, swimming. Like she actually told me, she's like, I would have loved to do this with you in Hamburg, but she's training for the CrossFit games uh, this season. So I can definitely see there might be a shift. Like when some of the athletes are done competing in the CrossFit games to kind of fulfill that competitiveness and do something that's fun. Um, I could see them shifting towards triathlons. Yeah, I guess the what you described is that like those explosive training sessions where you're on the floor after that, that is sort of the polar opposite of the triathlon training, isn't it? Which is, it is about like threshold and basically never kind of pushing yourself to those sort of levels where you're. Yeah. my Like, for example, my husband just did a 10K this morning and he's like, oh, I ran it like really fast. And like, he was really happy with it. And I'm like, you don't, I was like, you don't need to be pushing that hard though. Like, that's not the type of training you need to be doing for the Ironman. And he's like, well, I just wanted to test myself where I was at. So I think that's just like the inner CrossFit in us. But I'm like, you are not doing what you should be doing and training for this Ironman. And, and in general, like that, you know, the Hamburg sort of atmosphere and the the other races, did you did you stick around for any of the elite races and the relay and so on? Um, yeah, so we were actually watching we got when we checked in on Saturday, we were watching some of like the elite races, the women or the men were going and then the women were going. And so that was really fun to watch the I think it was a super sprint uh try that was really fun to watch that they were like flying um so yeah we were able to watch a little bit of that i get maybe a bit more crossfit like that is a bit more short sharp punchy explosive power isn't it like yeah, yeah. it is did that give you a little oh, i could have a go at that one instead or <laughs> yeah i mean that would be really fun to try something like that and the relay right i mean there's there's a team element to the crossfit games too so is that yeah um, I've always wanted to see like some sort of like triathlon relay at the CrossFit Games. They've never really done something like that. Um, but I think that would be really fun to like test um, the athletes doing that. And that tunnel swim in Hamburg, did your course take you through the tunnel or did you? Yeah, it took me through the tunnel and I thought that was really cool. A little bit, not scary, but I was just like, this is really kind of creepy a little bit. We're going through the tunnel. Um, So that was really fun. I was actually late to my heat start time. So they had to put me in the heat after. Uh. Um, That's just me and my husband not like just not understanding how long things take to set up your bike to set up everything and to find, cause like, it's just completely new to us. And then also there was just so many people I wasn't expecting um, that. So yeah, I missed my heat start time. So luckily they put me in the heat after. 
and, and I suppose it's similarly like in going into transition when there's that much going on and so many you know finding your spot getting your gear how did you yeah I was not ready for that either because I think when I was so when I was dropping my bike off someone told me which specific zone I was in I thought I was like in the Q zone and then I went to that zone to put my bike in and then my husband realized he's like you're not in that zone you're in a different zone so then when I was running to get my bike I was thinking about the first zone that I was in when I was like you know dropping my bike off that I thought it was in and I realized no that's not the zone I was in so I was literally like I was so slow on the transition from the swim to the bike. I was, I came off the swim and I was like, I'm feeling so good right now. I was really happy with how my swim went. And then I was like, great, I'm crushing this. Like, I'm so excited for the bike. And then I couldn't find my bike. And then I was literally like walking. And then finally I saw it. And then I realized that my bike shorts were not in there. And luckily I had a second pair of shorts ready. So I was like not prepared at all. And I think that was because we were just running so behind in the morning and I was stressing and then I didn't get like enough time to set everything up. So definitely don't get there an hour before like you're about to go. I feel like you need to like set up your bike two hours prior and then just like relax yeah. because an hour is not enough time. And maybe have like a race admin PA with you that you can just. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I feel like I should have asked someone to kind of help me a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. But like you said, it is, you know, there, there were obviously women there that were, were doing it in, I guess, just over two hours and yeah, seeing what is the, is a very key part of what you do as well as the training, like is nutrition. Are you incredibly strict on what you're eating, drinking, doing when, and so on as well. Is that? Yeah. Uh, nutrition is really important for me. So especially like leading into my CrossFit game season, I follow macros and I work with a nutritionist and she had, she like, cause I want to make sure that I'm also eating enough to fuel my training every day. Cause I know when I'm not like tracking my macros, I under eat or I eat too much fat. And so I want to make sure I'm getting that proper ratio of protein, carbohydrates, and fat. So in the midst of my CrossFit game season, I'm eating 3000 plus calories and I weigh around 63 um, kilos. So I was eating 160 grams of protein, 450 grams of carbs and 75 grams of fats. Um, when very I very precisely as well, right? Like you're, you're having to kind of very minutely yeah, so I I know exactly like what like my breakfast doesn't change very much in the morning because I obviously I train twice a day. So then I train from nine to 11 and again from one to three. So my like the amount of fats I'm eating earlier in the day is very limited because those take a lot of time to digest. So I'm eating more fats later in the day and like more of my carbohydrates earlier in the day around like my training sessions. Um, So yeah, it's all very like calculated i guess um mm. and then especially in competition i know exactly like what i should be eating when and also make like because you don't want to be trying anything new miss in the middle of competition because then that just calls for an upset stomach when when sports cross over or not cross over but someone like you kind of takes a little look into both worlds quite interesting i wonder how much of that absolute scientific mathematical kind of drilling into what you're eating and when could actually benefit you know it's not something that tri triathletes <laughs> seem to be a bit like yeah I'm having a pizza I'm gonna have a beer after the race da 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 you know obviously interesting to see how things from different sports could perhaps be 
taken on by, for example, triathlon? Yeah, so I feel like my nutrition was definitely different in the middle of the triathlon than what I would do like in the middle of like any of sort of my CrossFit workouts. And that was actually one thing, like I feel like I Googled a bunch how should I be feeling myself during an Olympic distance triathlon? Mm. And I was actually really surprised that there wasn't like there was information, but it was very like generic information. Like I couldn't really find anything like this is like exactly what you should be having at this time in the middle of your triathlon. If like this is your pace or whatever, like I wanted like more specific information, not like oh, you should be eat or drinking like 40 to 60 grams of carbohydrates every like 30 minutes or every hour, stuff like that. Like, I feel like it was very general. So for me, I was like, okay, well, I know I need to make sure I'm like eating, like I'm having a lot of carbohydrates. So like I made sure I had like a, during the bike, I had a carbohydrate, like an electrolyte mix. So it was around like 60 grams of carbohydrates in my water bottle um, with probably like 500 milligrams of salt, sodium and like potassium. And um, so I had that like in my water bottle. And then I also had some of those chew those gummies that you can just have. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to have one chew every like 15 minutes. So that was kind of getting me through the bike ride. But and then I made these like little uh, like protein balls too. And I was going to have one just right before I got on the bike. But mm. then I don't know, it must have fell out of my bag like before, <laughs> literally before I got there. So I couldn't find that too. And I think that was the stress of us running late. So I didn't even have like my protein ball that I wanted to eat. Um, I think one thing that would have been beneficial though is actually, so my brother had mentioned it to me because he's done a full Ironman and he get, he was like, make sure you have some salt tabs with you. And I didn't have any salt tabs with me. And I think that would have been helpful on the run because I felt like when I got off the bike, my VMOs almost started like cramping. So I think having like some salt tabs, I could have just like easily like ingested while I was running like that would have been helpful. Hmm. Yeah. But no, I'm no expert at what I should be feeling. No, 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 but you are an expert in your own, in your realm, right? So it's, it yeah. is interesting to, to think um, the athletes, even the best in the world seem to be quite fast and loose and will just kind of smash a load of cakes and cups of tea after a training session. And <laughs> oh yeah. After the triathlon, all I wanted to do was just like eat junk food. And I also wanted to try a beer in Germany, even though I don't even like beer. So <laughs> my husband and I went to underdog underdogs in Hamburg. A lot of people recommended that restaurant. So we got like a lobster sandwich. We got these like fries with cheese and like tacos and a beer. And then we got dessert to bring back to our hotel room. So usually post-competition, I love to like treat myself. All right, good. So that's, yeah, incontrovertible truth that triathlon does actually bring out the the sort of munchies and demand yeah. for beer. Oh, 100%. <laughs> that concept of, of like the fittest in the world and... CrossFit obviously undoubtedly having a, a massive claim at that after what you've just sort of been through the 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 idea of being able to boil that down into like the all the training that goes into it all the say Christian Blumenfeld was doing 40 hours a week and then sort of tapering off towards a major race how would that compare and do you think there's anything in that in like being able to somehow boil down like footballers for example soccer players who yes they're incredibly fit but their training is probably, you know, a bit of running, some shooting practice, hit the gym, and then the, the levels just aren't aren't the same, right? 
Yeah. So in the lead up to the CrossFit Games, I mean, I'm training twice a day and it's probably around four to six hours a day of training. And then Thursdays are an active recovery day. So usually I spend that either swimming, biking or running. Uh, Usually, though, my favorite lately has been like 60 to 90 minutes of just zone two at the CrossFit gym. So I'll do like mixed machines like row bike, ski, get on the runner for like 60 to 90 minutes, just moving through um, those. And then on Sundays, I take a full rest day just because rest is just as important as training. Mm -hmm. Um, So I mean, I'm training a whole lot, but I feel like just it's not just about the training. It's also about like your sleep. I feel like that is so important. So making sure you get enough sleep at night, prioritizing like stretching. So then when you get home, you're spending like 30 minutes, 30 to 45 minutes, just like on mobility alone, like making sure your body feels recovered and then also eating enough. So it is a full-time job training for the CrossFit games. Like it's not just about the hours you put in the gym, but it's like, how can I maximize my recovery outside of the gym? Yeah. You know, to take a, a Vincent Luis and, and bring him into the CrossFit games, it would just be fascinating to see how, you know, where, where those comparisons lie, right? I mean, mm-hmm. so many different sports that that you could imagine people laying claim to, oh, I'm fitter than you or I'm... I think I think if someone from like triathlon were to come into CrossFit, I think they would literally not need to spend any time on like endurance training. They would have to spend most time like on the strength aspect. So like lifting weights and getting like strong enough to compete like at the CrossFit game. So it would just be more like high power output type workouts, like two to three minute short sprints. And literally, I think if they didn't even train any longer distance workouts, they would still probably take top three at the CrossFit games in those workouts. Jesus. Okay. Yeah. But there's quite a big gymnastic element to it as well, isn't it? And the gymnastics. So yes, then it would be gymnastics and strength. Yeah. Well, it all sounds incredibly uh tiring from where i'm standing uh, well <laughs> yeah do you do you feel like hamburg has maybe kind of opened a little something there then that might you know you might try and hit a couple of start like malaga next year malaga will be the standard distance world champs any desire to try and sort of squeak in a official u.s representation there for the world championships um i mean never say never to anything so you never know but um at the point at this moment in time i'm training for like two big crossfit competitions coming up in september and october um but there's definitely after doing the triathlon like i had so much fun so i definitely want to do more and at some point in my future i want to do a full iron man um i don't know when that will be but yeah i definitely want to get into it more i just feel like i there's so much to learn about the sport like and also just how to like maximize my training in triathlon so i would love to like get into it more brilliant and you do i mean you you run courses as well yourself right for for people that is are they kind of lauren fisher at home type you know this is what you should be doing as well as you do camps and residentials don't you so 
Yeah, so I have an online fitness program for women. It's called Grown Strong, and we offer uh, different different fitness programs based off of time and equipment. So um, if you only have 20 minutes and you want to work out from home, then we have a program for you. Or if you want to spend around 80 minutes uh, working out, then we have a program that focuses on strength, conditioning, and accessory work. So it is largely CrossFit based, but more approachable where you aren't going to be doing those advanced movements. So the average woman can do like the workouts. And it's also really fun because then you can also join our community and meet like-minded women who are also who also have similar goals of getting stronger, not just physically, but mentally and emotionally. So um, yeah, that's an online thing and you can sign up on grownstrong.com. Great. So that's a whole global movement out there as well, is it? Of Yeah, of yeah we have we have women from all around the world that do our program. Brilliant. Amazing. Well, thanks ever so much for coming on, sharing the story and just enthusing about <laughs> triathlon. We wish you very well, obviously, in the uh, in the CrossFit uh, events coming up. Really appreciate it. Maybe stick Malaga 2024 in the diary. <laughs> yeah, I definitely will. Definitely will. Brilliant. Thanks, Lauren. Thank you. Thank you.